This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquis Vandemark, coming to you from deep in the heart of the Midwest. Hey, we got a little spring uh, warming out here in the Midwest. Today it was uh, melting all the snow, and it looks like we're going to have almost 50 degrees here tomorrow. A little spring thaw. Always feels good in the month of January. Hope you're all nice and toasty wherever you might be in these great United States of America, the land of patriots and God-loving Americans. Thanks for joining me today on this episode of the Affirm America podcast. Today is Mondays with Dr. K. We thank you for being here. If you haven't done so already, please go to my website, AffirmAmerica.com, and subscribe to the Affirm America podcast. If you put your name in there, we'll send out a notice when a new episode is available. You can also reach me at Marquis, Marquis at AffirmAmerica.com. It's M-A-R-Q-U-I-S at AffirmAmerica.com. Lots of things happening. Lots of news breaking every day. Today we want to talk to you about some things that's A little bit disturbing, but educational. We need to know what's happening around us. Be aware of what the government's doing, what's happening in other countries. We're definitely living in times that are extraordinary in that I don't think we've seen anything like it in my lifetime. I have Dr. K here with us. How are you doing today, Dr. K? Real good, Marcus. Happy to be back. Always good to be with you. How's life in the Big Apple? It's fine. We had a beautiful sunny day, and that deep snow started to melt around the edges. The only uh, real challenge to New Yorkers was getting off the curb and crossing the street. You'd need a canoe to do that. But apart than that, from that, everybody was happy to see the sun and uh, kind of navigate around each other through the narrow passes as the sidewalk begins to reappear. Nice, nice. That's what I like about uh, New York City. It's got a lot of interesting streets and crosswalks. Yeah. And especially when the snow piles up. Yeah, all those rude New Yorkers somehow find a way to let everybody make their way. They don't mind waiting for a second to let the other one cross the narrow path between the curb and the street. And it's fun. We, We manage. Very nice. Very nice. So uh, what's been happening in your world? Um, Tell us a little bit about uh, the settlement project. Uh, Anything happening on the uh, settlement project front? Yeah, a lot of it, it, it continues to go well. It continues to build up a good head of steam. We're getting uh, a bigger and bigger group of friends that are collaborating actively. Uh, A big thing that just happened to us is one of our co-founders produced a book on the, on the history of, of all the, kind of the roots of leftist thought traces, uh, he, he traces it right back to bi- the biblical division between Cain and Abel, 
And I guess if folks think about it for a second, it's not hard to see that one side worked hard, made their offering, God approved. Another side, although they worked hard, uh, God promised them, you know, uh, that he's there and ready. But uh, instead of perhaps learning to do a little better, they chose murder instead. And so the kind of the, the genocidal and violent side of the left, as we've seen in communist tyrannies, it had the, the book says that there are biblical roots. It's, it's a real good read. And I, if people go to uh, Settlement Project, sp12.org, they can see how to order the book. And uh, it's getting a big readership. It's helping a lot of people just in their own, each in their own field, those working in media, those working in justice and judiciary, and uh, to get that little, that little boost on some of the qualities of leftist thought. Uh, this book is making real clear. What's so the uh, what's the title point. of it, uh, Frank? What's the name um, of it? The Triumph of Good, Cain, Abel, and the End of Marxism. Yeah, you'll find it on the website. There's, we're getting some nice big orders, and uh, that's going well. Great. The other thing is that settlement, as you heard last week, it grew out of identifying three different places where the left had entrenched itself while we slept, while you know, while the good guys slept, suddenly we wake up one day. The election is stolen. That's my personal opinion. We wake up one day. The left is in control, and then we're attacked from the from the Pacific, from the CCP. We're attacked from the uh, neo-Marxists out of Europe, the new philosophies, the French philosophies, the gender studies, and the race uh, ethnic studies, and uh, suddenly America is like just struggling to come up from drowning. Mm. So the settlement project is, it's a broad project that creates support for everybody in their field, everybody that's working in each of these areas, big tech, corporate, the, the corruption of corporate boards, uh, the leftist attack on forcing executives to do gender studies and confess their racist uh, histories. And um, so we're, we're building a, uh, an ad leadership advisory board and we're getting some some solid people on there, each to advise each of the, of the given areas. So that's a couple of pieces of news for us. And we're really happy about how it's going. Great. What's the uh, website address for Settlement Project? It's sp12.org. Okay. I'll, we'll list that in our description for this episode of Affirm America podcast. So if uh, you'd like to go there and get information, the link over to the website, you, you'll be able to do that at the episode description box. And also we'll include Dr. Kaufman's uh, email address there too, if you'd like to reach out to him. Wonderful. Thank you. Great. So let's talk a little bit about uh, this episode. We wanted to touch a little bit about the mandate issues that we see happening around uh, our country. Lots of pushback from parents. We're seeing pushback from a number of different fronts. Things happening up in Canada. A lot of people are aware of the convoys there and the mandates. So today we're going to discuss a little bit about the vaccine mandates and what's happening in our country and also elsewhere around the world. Project Veritas came out with um, a couple interesting interviews that we'd like to show some clips with today to give you an idea of what's come to the forefront where people are beginning to see some of the things that are happening within the mandates themselves. So let's go to uh, a clip, clip one here. And we're going to take a look at what James O'Keefe has uncovered in his effort to bring this information to the public. 
Some of you may have uh, seen this recent video that was released. It reveals uh, disadvantaged populations taking excessive vaccines for tax-funded gift card incentive. You find people doing it five, six times for the incentive. So let's listen to this video here, and then me and Dr. Kaufman will talk a little bit about it on the flip side. So here it is. But you find people that do it five, six times just because of the incentive. Well, maybe just go and not say that you've been there before. Just give them a different name so you have no idea. Why don't you, if you want to apply so badly, try something else where it's not the same company. Go somewhere where it's like extremely busy. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't keep putting the vaccine in your body. The people in homeless shelters are getting multiple vaccines in order to collect $100. Right. Is that ethical? Absolutely not. We showed you shocking video of young children being vaccinated with the wrong mixture of the COVID vaccine and the apparent government negligence that led to it happening in the first place. We'll show you even more disturbing details of the story where lower income and homeless people get vaccinated multiple times because of the financial incentive being given out. Yeah. 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 Maybe just go and not say that you've been there before, just give them a different name so you have no idea. Some being vaccinated upwards of five to six times, which could potentially have severe impacts on their health. Not even the doctors we've spoken with could tell us the health impacts this might have. Your other colleagues mentioned that people in homeless shelters are getting multiple vaccines in order to collect $100. Right. Is that ethical? Absolutely not. Do you know anything about that happening? When I worked, I've heard probably three to four times that people that were in the homeless shelters were going to get the vaccination and receiving the $100 incentive, mm -hmm. but they were getting vaccinated over five, six times and they were getting the incentive. So you're talking about over five, $600 each time. And I said, well, how does that work? Mm -hmm. And they were changing their names around. In the shelter, in the bus, like at the shelters, and they get vaccinated like six, seven times. We've had that. <laughs> but when you put it through the system, yeah. the person's name will come up. Yeah, yeah. You know, all the uh, demographics and direct relations to that person. But you find people that do it five, six times just because of the incentive. Yeah, but then how do they get in there, though? You got this one guy. If you put him through the system, he's got like, he's passed all the boosters. He's the first, the second, three boosters, and he keeps continuously trying this. So we're like, no, we can't. Oh my God, but he got in a bunch of times. So it just, just depends if he gets the right nurse that says, all right, come on over, right? Or even an admin, like I'm the admin. When you put that in it, you're supposed to get that flag in it. Right. So how do they bypass the flag? By flipping the names. And they did right? it that's, that's why they do it, because of the incentive, the money. There's somebody registering the patient. Mm -hmm. I'm not registering them. I'm reviewing their information and administering a vaccine to them. NewYorkCity.gov, along with New York Health and Hospitals, are very public about this incentive program. They're, they're, they're advertising it. Get $100 free with your free COVID-19 vaccine, New York City Health and Hospitals. What are your thoughts on that? One of, one of the workers, the admins, she told me that some of the gift cards were empty, that when people went to go retrieve their money, that mm -hmm. there was some money on the gift cards. And I said, well, how does that happen? And she goes, we don't know. As it turns out, the $100 gift cards being given to people as an incentive to get vaccinated were empty. Nobody seems to know how or why this happened, but some speculate the cards were used before being given out. You guys had the gift card. The last one I got didn't have any money on it. What gift card? The 
Maybe just go and not say that she's been there before. Just give them a different name so you have no idea. Go somewhere where it's like extremely busy. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't keep putting the You think that would work? Yeah, I know that. <laughs> the city, this came out yesterday. Uh, the city has processed some 7,000 complaints about the Akimbo brand vaccine incentive card since the initiative launched in July, according to city spokesperson Joanne Allen, who added that more than 730,000 cards have been distributed. How do you know that, um, uh, that this is happening? Is this something you've overheard, something you've heard about, something you've seen yourself? I've had somebody come to me. Mm-hmm when giving a vaccine, um, I was discussing with a patient that I gave the vaccine to. I have to review how to receive the incentive. The patient overheard and said, well, don't get it mailed to your house because it's been four months and I haven't received mine yet. Hmm. One of the workers, the administrator, the admin that I, that I was working with, said that a lot of cards were empty and I, I just didn't understand how they they could become empty. Speaking of which, we have another video clip. So in the system that the money was already removed. We're giving out blank cards because someone is taking the money and yeah. the money. It doesn't make any sense. And it's, it's, it's something that should never happen. Mm -hmm. So when I explain it to somebody, my friend, a coworker, that I did the vaccine, you'll never believe they have the wrong mixture. And they don't believe you. They don't believe me. You don't like think they believe you because it's so outrageous. It's outrageous right. and negligent. It's so negligent. And, negligent. and this is federal government money. Uh, Billions of dollars are being used. It's, it's all, all about, money. about money. It's all about money at the end of the day. They don't care what happens. And I did not even want to come forward because I said it's yeah. me against the government. And there's parents that, that don't have an income that are using their kids to get that $100 incentive. Mm -hmm. So they're going to, of course, bring their kid in to get a vaccine and get, get the $100 incentive. It is clear that government contracts rushed in the panic of a global pandemic can lead to disastrous consequences. Thanks to brave people coming to us from the inside, we're able to bring stories like this to light. We hope it motivates others in similar situations to come forward. Be brave. Do something. Send us a tip at veritastips at protonmail.com. Well, there you go. This is the kind of stuff that just ticks a lot of people off, I think, when we see how the government abuses the, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what to say about this. It's just, uh, it, you know, those are tax dollars. You know, who's accountable to these thefts? Who's, who's in charge of, of running this program? I mean, it just, it, it just, it, what do you think, Dr. Kaufman? I mean, it's, it's uh, my, my jaws drop. Yeah, you know, uh, Marquis. The, the mere concept at all of paying a $100 incentive to get people to be vaccinated with, without giving 
even two thoughts in a row as to what impact that has on the population and and the invitation for theft and corruption there and and to and to have it so immediately out of control the the the, the video read that uh, 730,000 of these cards have already been distributed. There's close to a million cards, or it's three quarters of one. If it's $100 a card, we're talking about $100 million to give away to, to vaccinate people. If, if the vaccination, if, if it's so wonderful, people would be rushing, rushing to the door to get it on its own. Everything about the entire affair from top to bottom is so questionable. Is so, and and you know, you know the people who are volunteering. They they must believe that they're doing something good. Like the lady's only complaint was that the card was empty. What what she was able to point out was that um, the dates mismatched. That he was vaccinated on the twenty seventh and the money was removed on the thirteenth. It couldn't have possibly been him. But she's completely on board. With with the concept itself, so I think that I think that one of the things that needs to be, I don't know if we'll ever be able to get to this, but how big of a universe that is perfectly sanguine with the even the idea of paying people to get the vaccine, it, even even at the start before the, anything goes wrong with that already already I can't get my mind around even that. And there's an entire apparatus. Did you ever hear of these cards before tonight or before this video? I, I've never heard of it. And I, it's what, what's even more mind blowing is that there's people going in there getting four and five and six vaccines just to collect the cards. I mean, that can completely destroy your health. Number one, yes. it's I mean, it's the fact that they're giving them out without verifying them. Yeah. And uh yes. You know, and then when we complain that, you know, uh, voter integrity, you know, when you see things like this, I mean, you you have to really think, you know, on other levels of government, how ineffective the bu- bureaucracies yeah. are. I mean, it just shows you, you know, how how incompetent and how how mixed yeah. up a system is where they can spend that kind of money and not even know where it where it went. $100 million in one city, in one city, $100 million dollars. And and the money's getting stolen off the cards. Everybody, it's as you say, you don't even know where to start. Everyone uh, with, with great sadness and and no accusation. Everybody knows the life of a junkie. What they do for money. What that of you're going to tell a junkie that a vaccine is unhealthy for them? Yeah, <laughs> this is not you know exactly. Um, yeah, or even I mean, poor poor risk- people too. People with you know that are that need that money it's you know that incentive it whether it's good for their health or not you know bringing their kids in just so that they can collect you know a hundred dollars for each child you know who knows what the long-term health consequences that would be for a young person i mean young people they're very low potential for getting covid19 and so for them to even be taking uh vaccines is very questionable right now right and o'keefe has uh, with the very same nurse has exposed what's being done to to children. You, I think you know the video that I'm talking about. They don't. They don't even keep track. They have no instructions for the people administering the the vaccines. They're giving the wrong the wrong 
uh, concoctions to young people. They don't know how to mix the vaccines. They're giving them to children five, six, seven years old. Um, yeah, even that's if a, it was administered perfectly, they still don't know the long-term effects. No, they don't. There's, uh, there's hasn't been uh, an, enough testing. In fact, that's a good segue to uh, this second video I'd like to show. Okay, so let's take a listen to this uh, second video from Project Veritas, which is just as uh, shocking as the first one we listened to. If it were my kids, and I could have easily administered vaccines and walked off. But these are little kids, they're, they're babies. At the end of the day, they're little kids. As a parent, it's our job to protect our children, right? We've covered a lot of stories about big government run amok over the years, but this one is truly shocking. People nationwide are going to be outraged after watching this story, but especially parents. Mind you, this is not an anti-vaccine story. And those you are about to witness are seemingly all good people trying their best to help others in a broken system. They messed up the vaccine. They were giving out the wrong, um, they were mixing it with the wrong sauce. Oh, you were the you know one that was the bacterial thing? I the same solution. What yeah, color green. is the top? It's green. The green. It's green. It's green. Yeah. They should have did like incident reports, no? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's what everyone would say. In the rush to get everyone vaccinated, New York contracted with DocGo and their subsidiary, Ambulance, to provide COVID vaccine clinics in schools, homeless shelters, and street corners throughout New York. However, it appears their poor recruitment process and training were severely lacking and may have jeopardized the safety of potentially thousands of people, including young children. I'm a registered nurse. How long have you been uh, administering vaccines for? I have been in the pediatric field since 2006, and I applied for a job to administer vaccines. The first day I started the work, I felt very uneasy. I, I felt like I had no support. I've been here since 445. I was on the first location, which was the wrong place, at 512. So they decided to call me at 736, which means that someone could have already been vaccinated because you had us out and about at 445 a.m. this morning. So you wait to 736 to call me and tell me yeah, this I, may be the wrong thing. When I went the first day, the vaccines was for the ages between 5 and 11. I called the supervisor and I said, how do I dilute this vaccine? He goes, uh, YouTube it. We were never given an in-service meaning they should have said every, all the nurses that are giving vaccines, any clinician giving a vaccine, we're going to give a class. There's guidelines to abide by as a nurse administering any vaccines or any medications. There's protocols to follow. They had no protocols. We're just waiting for our supervisor to call because there may be a little technical issue. So. Sure. Yes, I sent you the picture. Uh, what do you want? All right, thank you. Oh, yeah. But he wasn't going to call me back. So. Oh, he said we're good? <laughs> They saw it in the stuff, and I usually work with like a, another PA and another RN. Right. So they saw it in the vial, in the bags, and they're like, oh, this is not saline. 
But then once the, the racial supervisor, other teams had already given that chance. Oh, with the back to the side? Yes. Oh, God. I don't even think they know what could really happen with the back to the Because they don't know if it could cancel out or have adverse effects, whatever. There's no ingredient insert in the box of the, of the vaccinations. So I cannot educate a parent on the vaccine, which bothers me because that is my job as a nurse. Pfizer, the CDC, and the FDA are all very clear about the dosage and mixing instructions of the COVID vaccine. Bacteriostatic water is not to be used. There's no information to be able to tell me as to what the negative effects could be by using bacterial static water opposed to saline, um, whether it negates something or if there was some sort of negative effect. Um, so at this time, um, with the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine, orange cap or purple cap doses, studies have not been done um, for any other diluent rather than the 0.9% sodium chloride. So unfortunately, there's not information on We've reached out to multiple medical doctors about this story and the effects this could have on young children. Though the risk of an adverse reaction might be low, none could guarantee there is zero risk. And at the very least, the wrong mixture could cancel out the vaccine. So you have parents going about their daily lives thinking their children are vaccinated, but it's quite possible they are not. But it was how you think? Oh, I don't know. It could have been, because I remember I got a text message, I was on. Yeah, I, I got a text message from my team, like, oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe what we found in the thing. And they sent me a picture. I was like, call them right away. You cannot mix that with that. Right. But the nurse picked it up right away. She goes, now, our first vaccine didn't come until now. And it was like probably nine o'clock. So the other team had already started. Oh so once God. they called the supervisor, they had to call the other team. And they apparently saw it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know what the process, what they did after that. You know how they closed it up. But, yeah. They're supposed to give people the saline solution. Normal saline vaccine, solution. But instead, they're giving them. It was by accident. By accident. Correct. They grabbed the wrong solution. By accident. How are accidents happening with the children? But that's essentially what happened to these children. That and it was never reported. Do the parents know that this? They don't know. It was never reported. Is it supposed to be reported? It's supposed, any incident that happens is supposed to be reported and documented. Tell yeah. everybody, will the kids that got vaccinated? Oh, that is on some next level. Like, but oh, knowing yeah. with this company, honestly, Probably they're not, not transparent. So they're not going to be like, listen, they're not transparent about anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. They should have did like incident reports, no? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's what anyone would do. I remember one time, one of the vials was open. They don't want to waste the doses. So what they were doing, they were saying like, listen, the driver could let them know. And then they would tell the driver, oh, there's a team in Brooklyn, whatever, that still has 10 people waiting. And yeah. the nurse is going to open another vial instead of just throwing out the other doses. Right. So they're going to tell the driver to take that vial and drive it to another site. So me, if I was the nurse at that site and they brought that to me, I wouldn't take that. So I wouldn't. Vials. No, it's still within the time frame, but I you still don't feel comfortable. Take... You don't know what happened between that time somebody or whatever. Somebody could have put anything in there. Yeah. You see but what they I'm saying? They use open vials. Uh -huh. So that's what they're doing. Because they don't want the waste. They're about to be crazy. They're now making too much shots. The first one doesn't work. The second one doesn't work. The third one also doesn't work. Not a lot. Yeah, that's what it's all about. It's all about money and they don't care about the work.
Upwards of 16 million doses have been given to people in New York City alone. Even more concerning, this appears to be happening nationwide. More than a dozen kids receiving the wrong dose of the COVID vaccine at a pop-up clinic at Sutter Health in Antioch. Health leaders say it's important to triple check your dose before you administer the shot. Some parents in Virginia are obviously grappling with the news that their children got the wrong dose. I am pro-vax all the way. You're pro-vax? Pro-vax. That might shock people. I am pro-vax 100%, but with this vaccine, I don't have any information to educate you on it. Because don't, they don't have the ingredients. There's no ingredients. Mm -hmm. In the package, you open it up and it's empty. How could you educate anybody on a vaccine if there's no ingredients? We reached out to Doco for comment about this story. Everyone that comes into our organization goes through an orientation, both practical and it is uh, hands-on. We do not believe that the fed uh, water was used in vaccinations for children. We have had circumstances where people have pulled the wrong solution from our warehouse and then they notice it when they get on site and then we send a replacement. We certainly have no reported cases of that being done. I still don't think that it has happened. I still don't think we've made, we've made that mistake. I, mean, I think it's a very ethical organization. We focus heavily, heavily on doing what's right. What do you think the reaction is going to be from ambulance and HHS and all these different... No reaction. You don't think they're going to do anything with this? No, because really? they didn't do anything from the beginning. Nothing. And everybody felt the same way. Every time I walked in to work, mm -hmm. everybody had the same complaint as me. So you wouldn't have a five-year-old I mean, get the vaccine? I just, I just don't... I mean, if it was my kid, right? I'm recently married. Oh, congratulations. I, I just, I don't know. I just think... They haven't done long-term studies, right? Right. They haven't done, like, you know, there's no 10-year study. There's not, there's, no, there's not even a five-year study. But you have to know, like, your kids are not going to speak for themselves. You, being a parent, have to do what's best for your children. As a nurse, it is your due diligence to protect your patients. How could I give anything a medication and just not report a medication error. We should receive an in-service on it, or a class, or some sort of documentation. There's nothing. I reached out. You I did? I did reach out, and, and they told me Google it. But there was no incident report. That's a big, big deal. Why are you doing this? I'm a parent. I have two children. And I left today, and I told them, I'm doing this for you. This interview. Right. And what, how did they respond? They're little, they don't understand. But that's why I had to stop what I was doing and say this is not the right thing to do because we don't know the outcome, what's gonna happen with these kids, the long-term effects. We don't know, we just don't know. And they're innocent kids and can't make decisions for themselves. But I just want my kids to know at the end of the day, I did this for them. Okay, there you go. If you didn't think the first video was shocking enough for you, the second one was just as uh, just as crazy. I mean, it's something else. It tears you. Actually, it tears you up, honestly speaking, uh, to see the little ones so faithfully trying to. Little ones always try to uh, comfort their parents. They always try to do what they're told. They want to be called good and courageous, and you you did well. And to just see them falling into this mismanaged thing, it break. It literally breaks your oh, heart. It's heartbreaking. Um, 
Yeah. Especially if yeah. you're a parent and you have children of your own and grandchildren. Or even, you know, even your adult, your adult children, if they're in their early 20s, you're just starting family. Uh, you hope for them to be fertile, have kids, have families of their own. There's been been no no release of data of, of, of the tests or side effects, Pfizer problems from first in 55 years and now in 75 years. And it's hard to be a part of this and feel so helpless uh, when you see streams of these little ones, the little ones. There are schools that are doing this without the parents' consent. They're bri bribing the kids with candies and ice cream and stuff like that. We saw this last week with the, the, the lawyer talking about giving my kids right. a happy meal or something like that. And wh why? Uh, it, prior to the vax mania, there was there was almost literally zero children under 18 that that had that were ever even hospitalized very low percentages almost like 0. 0.0001 you know it's yeah it's yeah. completely out of hand so exactly. some of the things that were really shocking to me were if you noticed that anthony caponi had was just covering his butt you know i mean he was you uh, know yeah. the way he was saying you know well they weren't really using bacteriostatic yeah water Versus the saline, where and where you heard you heard people right you know right from their mouths you know just telling you yeah, yeah this is happening. But the lady, the nurse, uh, the whistleblower explained that there's no incident reports. So this man back at the headquarters, the executive, yeah, probably doesn't even had, doesn't even know it's happening. Never seen incident reports, so he's just getting a phone call out of the blue. Maybe his company is conscientious for all we know. Uh, he's only handling Pfizer and, and Moderna. He's only handling stuff straight out of the out of the labs he he wouldn't he wouldn't have an opinion on whether you, you buy medicine even if you buy an aspirin there's this sheet of paper it's it's like fine print it's enough to be a book in you know in, oh yeah in, if you're if you're buying uh and the commercials too you know the commercials you got you know 10 different things you can catch you know heart attack yeah, and yeah, diarrhea and everything exactly so a guy like that who's 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 managing the the rollout, he's not Pfizer or he, when he says my company's conscientious, maybe it is for all we know. That's right. But they're still, they're still endangering, they're endangering every kid, every single kid that gets the shot. Hopefully they're, hopefully everyone will be fine. That's what we can only pray because they have no data on, on test trials. The, the, blind camera guy. Mm -hmm. Remember the blind camera guy said, there's no five year, there's no 10 years, not even a five year test. Right. So, yeah. And, and it, it won't, it, it has not affected young people, even if they do catch it. Exactly. Exactly. And the impact of RNA uh, information into young people, it's not known, it's not known the impact of that in the long term. That's we have seen a massive spike in myocarditis. And I don't, I don't want to go, I don't want to be tagged as a person providing negative medical information. I only just wish that the, the basic information that's available would at least be made available instead of censored or blocked. Yeah, that's right. The communication, uh, especially out of the administration, Fauci and, and uh, the sources are very, very mixed messages going out. Yes. You know, masks are good, masks are, aren't good. Very confusing. And people are, you know, they're just rejecting because there's so much confusion. 
And that's why yes. we're seeing so much uh, pushback right now. And the government keeps trying to extend themselves even more, thinking that's going to solve the solution, but it's just creating a bigger divide amongst them. Yeah, the, it's a serious uh, issue. If I may, at the, uh, at the outset of the show, you mentioned the Canadian trucker uh, uh, convoy uh, protest that's yes. sitting in Ottawa right now and also blocking one of the, uh, some of the border crossings. Uh, it's being. Uh, I've been watching mainstream media in their description of these truckers, and it is so. It is so insidious and so disingenuous, such a calculated smear of these people. Even the name an anti-vaccine protest. It is not an anti-vaccine protest by any stretch. The data out of Canada, the truckers are among there. There have a higher percentage of vaccinations than the entire population itself. Have you read that lately? I heard that, Mark. yes, yes. Yeah, and, and so it's not anti-vax, it's anti-mandate. And so there's, there's such dishonest, dishonesty in the public discourse that there's no trust, there's no available trust. Yeah. And not only dishonesty, but hypocrisy. My body, my choice is, is kind of like, is 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 like a lightning bolt from god that must be preserved as long as it's just strictly killing uh, babies in the womb then then this is you you can't even think anything other than my body my choice but that somebody doesn't doesn't want to get an injection with that has no public data on its impact uh, they're the villain it's, it's yeah it's the dishonesty it's the censorship it's the hypocrisy that who can who can feel at home in such a society when we're when we really are trying to get along everybody really is trying to get along yeah you wonder what forces are behind all this division yeah, you really do is there you know some nefarious something going on somewhere and it seems to be worldwide too it's not just here in the US we're seeing it in you know as far south as australia and canada yeah. and europe and now in the U.S., and I heard today on Newsmax, there's a convoy that might be coming out of California going from west to east, yeah. kind of mimicking some of the trucker convoys going on up in Canada right now, which is interesting. It's a phenomenon yeah, that's happening all over. It's very, very, uh, yes. very uh, inspiring. The, the, the groups are very, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this, uh, this video. You're going to be able to hear the audio only. And I'm going to put a link to the video in my description box so you can actually watch the, the video itself. But even the audio itself just alone is very patriotic, and it kind of gives you a feeling for what people are thinking about, what they're feeling about, and about government and mandates and freedom. These things are all really coming out, and it's something that's inspiring yet disheartening at the same time. So let's, uh, let's go to that video right now and just get a feel for what's happening with what we're talking about here today. I think you'll find it to be an inspiring audio, but please take a look at the video itself and see the flags waving and the patriotic spirit of the Canadian people as they're cheering on these convoys in the great country above us our sister country, Canada. In the annals of human history, 
a time comes but rarely when a nation awakes to freedom, to liberty, to truth, and to a new beginning. This is such a time. You, the truckers of Canada, have brought hope back to a nation languishing in the long night of tyranny and oppression. You've made our grandmothers and our children smile and dance again. You, the truckers of Canada, have made the songs of freedom soar and sound anew from mountain top to shining sea, from PEI to BC, and from our great white north to our teeming border south. Your roar of freedom has reverberated across our towns and our cities and has been heard around the world. Canada is cheering you on. Our American brothers and sisters are cheering you on. And we know that from every continent, from every global outpost of tyranny, a shout of acclamation and a hand of solidarity is being raised for you and for us in Canada and for all of humanity. You, the truckers of Canada, have said to our rulers, enough, and we have raised the glass with you, and our trembling lips also cry with you, enough. You have said enough. We will not have vaccine mandates for truckers, for our airplanes, for our trains, for our right to be strong and free Canadians in this strong and free and beautiful land. And we cry with you, enough. You, our Canadian truckers for freedom, have said enough. We will not have inhuman and illegal vaccine mandates in our hospitals, in our schools, in our hockey rinks, in the places we eat, in the places we gather with friends and lovers and families. And we say with you, enough. You are heroes. Canadian truckers for freedom have said enough. We will never allow you to lock us down again. Never. We are free. And we say with you, enough. You are Canadian truckers for freedom say to our tyrannical rulers, enough stop dividing us now stop making the vaccinated and unvaccinated us versus them we are one people and we will be one nation one family one canada and we say with you enough you are warriors for freedom say enough stop using our taxpayers money to muzzle doctors and censor the news. Stop! And we say with you, stop! We from taking back our freedoms, Canada, honor you. We salute you. We have your back. Canada has your back as you roll across this great nation. The roar you hear is from the sleeping lion called Canada that is now awake. And every roar of your trailer and truck will be met by the collective roar of Canada. We love you. We can never thank you enough, 
God bless you and Godspeed. Beautiful, beautiful. You've picked some great, you've picked some really moving stuff tonight for your program, Marcus. I shouldn't, I'm here as a guest, I shouldn't be crying every time you show a video. Me too, I'll and, tell you, uh, I felt the same way. I just, uh, it's so patriotic, it's just, um, you know, and I, and I was listening today on, uh, on the news, um, Morning Joe, it, it was a clip. Joe Scarborough called these people a cult in a very degrading tone. Mm. You know, it's 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 just amazing where the 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 way people see things through their own prism, you know, their their own viewpoint that they can look at this uh this movement and call these people some far extreme cultish. Yeah. It's just mm -hmm. it's just uh it's amazing that there's such a a divide in how people see these things. And uh, I don't know about you, but when I see that, I don't see cultishness. I see national pride and freedom, and uh, it only it only up, uplifts my spirit. It doesn't bring me down. You know the the great the great irony of it, one of the things that one of the things that this battle is exposing is the dripping condescension of the elite. What does Scarborough know about having a day to? kind of keep your eyes open with toothpicks to get through the night and with your thermos of coffee and your your loneliness and the long stretch of road to get some food on the shelves of a supermarket in a small town in Canada or a small town in America. And you have this guy sitting in his studio calling these people a cult. It's it's just an elitism. It's it's a smug, condescending disdain and ignorance of of his fellow human beings. And the and the, the irony is that truck drivers, everybody knows these are, if anything, they are the most independent thinking people. It's impossible to create a cult out of truck drivers. Yeah, they're are, the salt of the earth, man. They're the, the salt of the earth and, the, and they're independent. Uh, they're just on the road serving. Yeah, everything um, that we have comes from these these truckers, you know? Everything yeah. from our toilet paper to our food. And if, if you've watched this convoy, you've heard a few interviews of these people. They're they're humble men and women, they're thinking men and they women. are. They're they're religious men and women. Yes. And and with the type of power they wield, do you know what you know what the type of power sitting under under you uh, with a sixteen wheeler, uh, and their humility. It reminds me of the Canadians' hockey players. Yes, these people these people could they if anybody could take on a, a truck itself as one of these hockey players. They're so soft spoken. They're they're so humble, and and to have so, to have someone with this condescension. It's so, it reminds me, like, remember what, you wouldn't know, I don't, I don't know if you did this in your city, when the, when the nurses came out of the hospitals every night at 7 o'clock, we hung out our windows with pots and pans. They were our heroes. They oh, yeah, I heard, I heard those from New, New York City. Yeah, I, I uh, saw yeah, videos of that. Yeah, I thought it was great. Every night. Yeah. They, 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 they left the hospitals in tears because they were risking our lot, their lives. And they saw now death, all, too. They saw people dying. Fired. Yeah. They fire. They fire those same people. They fire those. Exactly. Same people. It's 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 uh it's nuts. And the same thing about truckers. I mean, every 
if any group of people is loved, it's truckers. And then suddenly you have a guy like Joe Scarborough, you know, and like not only Scarborough. Trudeau, a, Trudeau made a, a condescending uh, comment too, um, you know, that these are these yeah, are fringe, fringe minority. minorities, you know. And, and, and then this uh, Trudeau, Trudeau is an embarrassing figure at every turn in his life. Absolutely. Uh, he, he doesn't even have he doesn't even have the excuse of being mentally aging like our uh, uh, like mentally decrepit and senile. He doesn't even have that excuse. He's a young man with all his hair and and he goes scurrying away, hiding, hiding. Who can honor anyone calling themselves a leader of a country where you can't even go meet with the organizer of this convoy? Exactly. And then he, you know, he came out and uh, said today that he uh, caught Omicron. <laughs> and his comment was, and now go out and get vaccinated. <laughs> and, it, and he was completely vaccinated. I mean, it's like, a, it's, I mean, it, is it, the messaging is... So, va- the only person more vaccinated than, than him is some kid collecting hundred dollar <laughs> cards in new york city and then, and then he's he's he scurries away and says i have I'm, he has covid and then he's he closes it with then go out and get vaccinated you know on top of it it's like <laughs> you can't well, be I mean, more vaccinated you, you can't him. make this stuff up you know it's just it's yeah. so comical it's just, it's just ridiculous it, it's sad but what's on a, i don't know how long we're probably near the end of the show marquis but the, we're coming to the end is not known. This standoff is a historical thing. You have whole governments and you have the supply chain, the truckers. And if it happens in America, if it happens in Canada, nobody backs off their positions. Or what a whole government is going to say, oh, sorry, we made a mistake. We didn't really try to force you to vote. What's, what's coming down the pike needs a lot of prayer, yes. it needs a, a lot of sobriety. We don't know what happens from here because nobody backs off their position. That's right. And these truckers are pure, they're Christian men and women, they're sincere. These governments are not pure, prayerful no. and sincere. They could send so, the troops out and they could crack down like we saw in Australia. And, and that, the, that was and mentioned then, today too. In, uh, oh, was some, it? And in then reporting. the compliant media spins a narrative, yeah. calling these people fascists or 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 Joe calls them cult. You know, they're they're already without any conscience, spinning these people, smearing these men and women who have kept them alive, who feed them honestly. That's right. Well, Doctor Kaufman, it's uh, been a pleasure uh, having you on today again. It was a good topic today. Indeed. We'll, we'll stay on this, this topic and bring uh, our listeners information that comes out as it breaks, and we'll, uh, we'll follow it, too, as it goes uh, in Canada and, and possibly down here in the U.S. So, uh, again, thanks for joining us today, Dr. K. Always my pleasure, Mark. And we'll, uh, we'll be back next, next Monday for another episode of uh, Mondays with Dr. K. So, everybody, hope you stay warm It is January if you're in the Midwest. God bless you all, and we'll see you again. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.